0: ready for part two? Are you ready for part two Back to the Future? Come on now, you can do a little better than that. How many are ready for part two? Now, some of you didn't weigh your 80s stuff today, but uh, we did last week, Had a lot of fun. As we talked about last week, learning to change our past. And how many know that we're thankful today that only God can change our past and our future all at the same time? Amen. You should be very happy about that, that when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, it says that all of my sins are forgiven, all of my past is reconciled in God's eyes. And it says also that my future is secure in him, that he is already destined that I'm going to spend eternity with our Father. And so today, my past has been forgiven, my future has been made secure, and now I've got to learn now, where do I, what do I do in the in-between? How do I live in the in-between? Well, first of all, you got to quit worrying about your past. You can't do anything to change your past. All you can do is begin to see it to yourself as forgiven, begin to pray, and then go forward now in changing the rest of your future. So today we're going to talk about that, how to change your future. How to change your future. I love, I think Jesus gave us a lot to really chew on when it came to changing our future and I want to read our text today in Matthew chapter 6. We'll start in Matthew 6, 31, and then we'll go right over into the seventh chapter and keep reading the first seven verses there. Jesus said, So don't worry. Everybody said, Don't worry. Be happy. Come on. Now. Don't, don't worry. This is what Jesus said. Quit, quit stressing, dude. Don't worry. Quit saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the unbelievers run after these things. Now, Jesus had very clear. He's like, listen, quit stressing out. Let me make, put it in today's language. Quit stressing out. Quit chasing after everything else the world chases after. Quit chasing after everything the world's chasing after. I've got a different agenda for you. I've got a different purpose for you. I've got something different in mind for you. Don't stress about these things. Why did he tell us not to stress? He goes, listen, the unbelievers, they, they go after these things. And if this list was made today, it, I'm sure there would be a lot more things added to that list. All the um, they run after these things. But he says, our Heavenly Father knows that you need them, but, but seek first. Come on, everybody put your finger up in the air. Seek first. Seek when? First, not Last. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And then all these things they'll be given to you as well. See, we 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 mess up right here. We seek after all the things first. Then what we have left over, we all right, God, I guess I'll I'll seek after your agenda now. But he's telling us. As Christians, if we want to change our future, if we want to change the destiny we're walking in, he says you got to learn to seek first his kingdom. Seek first his kingdom. And he says in all these other things everybody else is fighting over, I'll just add them to you. See, you want to walk in unmerited favor with God, you want to walk in a place where you're receiving the blessings from the Lord, even though you didn't do anything to deserve them, you just get them. Why? Because you're putting the kingdom of God first in your life. As you put the kingdom of God first, then God brings the things into our life. Let's quit chasing after things, thinking things are going to change our future. Let's quit chasing after things, thinking things are going to bring us happiness. Let's quit chasing after things and say, God, I want to chase after you. I wish I had some God chasers in the house today that said, I'm ready to chase after God more than ever in my life. I'm ready to go after the kingdom of God first in my life. It will change your future. It will change your outlook. It will change the way you live your life. All these things will be given to you. Listen, therefore, do not worry. About tomorrow. Quit stressing, man, about the future. That's what he says. Don't stress about the future. For the future tomorrow, it's gotta, it'll worry about itself, okay? Isn't that true? Those problems are still going to be there tomorrow. Those problems that you're worried about, they'll still be there the next day. Don't stress about it today. Each day has enough stress on its own. So quit worrying about everything in the future. Then he gives us some other insight here. You want to live your life, change your life in the future? All right, don't judge. I know this is really good today. Don't judge, or you too will be judged. I'm just tired of everybody judging me. Don't do it yourself, for in the same way that you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. How many want to walk in more grace? Come on, say, I want to walk in more grace. Then learn to give it away, okay? Show more grace. Give it away. Because the same measure that I judge people with, the same measure, it'll come back to me. I want to change my future, okay? Give grace away. Give love away. Look at what he says. "Don't, Don't look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye. You want to change your future? Quit looking at the plank in your, uh, quit looking at the sawdust, the speck in your brother's eye, and look at the plank in your eye. You ever thought about this that the sawdust and the plank are both made of the same material? They're both made of the same material. See, it's easy to see something small wrong with you that I'm struggling with. It's easier for me to say, oh, Jeff, he's struggling with this. Jeff, he ain't got, Jeff, look at, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. Jeff is struggling. Look at that small thing he's struggling with and magnify that. It is for me to look at myself and say, no, 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 really, I'm I'm the one struggling with that. I'm the one who's dealing with that. You want to change your future? Quit looking at the speck in your brother's eye and take care of your own plank. How can you say to your brother, let me take care of the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a big plank in my own eye? He calls us a hypocrite. Don't do that. First take the, blank, the plank out of your own eye. Then you can see more clearly to help remove the speck from your brother's eye. Someone say amen because this is really getting good. All right. You guys have been awful quiet today. It's like I'm preaching to you. Okay. Just the Bible. Okay. Let's just read the more. Like what he, says, he says, you want to change your future? and stop. Stop giving the dogs what's sacred. Don't throw your pearls in two with the pigs. What's he saying? Listen, you're a child of God. You are sons and daughters of the king. Quit giving the thing that he has made righteous and just give it away to the dogs. Quit giving your life away to the dogs when you've been called to walk among kings and queens. Quit giving it away. Quit giving away the value and roaming around in the pig pen with just any pig. Come on now. Some of you, you are a child of God. Quit giving the thing that God gave you as value and lowering your standards and giving it away to every dog out there. Quit giving yourself away to every dog out there. Listen, every dog out there who howls doesn't need your attention. You're not that insecure. You're secure in who God says you are. Step up. Walk with a straight back. Look up into the heavens. You're a child of God. You're a queen of God. You're a prince. You're a princess. He says, quit. Change your future. Quit, Quit hanging out with the dogs. Quit giving the dogs what belongs to God. Quit giving every dog your worship. Oh, I guess if I could just have their attention. If I could quit giving every dog your worship. Quit giving the most value. Quit giving every pig your heart. Okay, come He said, Man, he is preaching about my ex this morning. All right. Come on now. He said, Quit giving. You want to change your future? He goes, They're going to trample you if you don't. I like the last part of this. He goes, Ask. Come on now, ask. It'll be given. Seek it, and what happens? You'll find it. Knock, and the door will. Knock, and the door will be open to you. You know, in in the movie Back to the Future, there's a part two is based off of the fact that they are trying to get back to Sports Alamac. Remember that? Because they had went to the future, got the Sports Alamac, and came back, and they had all the sports scores and all the championships For 50 years, they knew that they could go now, they could take that information and go along and and do sports betting and rack up millions and millions of dollars of winning these games. And so they were all fighting for it. You know, Biff had it and Marty had it. and They're going back and forth trying to get it, trying to change. Because they all think if they can just get a hold of this information, it will change their future. But how many know that money is not going to change your future? The only thing that's going to change your future is when you see yourself the way God sees you. And when you put first the kingdom of God, this is what's going to change your future. Now, today, I want you to realize that money's not going to change it. Today, you have the power to change your life. Let me say this again. Quit waiting and say, if I had this much money, my life would change. No, you have the power to change your life. Through God's grace and through God's help, you have the power to change your life. Will you change it? Do you want to keep going the same pattern? Or do you want to change something? The definition of insanity is what? Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting the different results. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I've got to change. Something's got to give. See, look at this. Happiness. Happiness, happiness, happiness is not finding the right person. It's being the right person. Oh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Happiness is not finding the right person. Happiness is learning to be the right person. Hollywood lied to us. It teaches us, you know. Stop looking for someone to complete you. Stop looking for someone else to complete you. And let God complete you. Stop looking for someone else to complete you. And let God complete you. I'm telling you, someone needs to call up Renee Selwager. She told Jerry Maguire. You complete. With the big ugly face. You complete me. Listen, quit waiting for somebody else to complete you and let God complete you. There's a reason why every fairy tale story ends at the marriage ceremony. Come on now, you know I'm telling the truth. Hollywood paints out this great fairy tale story and it always ends at the marriage ceremony. They don't want to ruin the rest of the movie by showing you the part after the marriage, right? No, listen. If you're not complete when you go into a marriage, then your marriage is going to suffer anyway. Your marriage is not going to complete you. you got to let God complete you first. You've got to let God make you okay first. And then you bring that into a marriage. Stop living this fantasy. If I can just find the right person, they're going to completely know. God is going to complete you. God is what you need. God is what I need. Now he said it's good that we're not alone and he gives us helpmates and, and they do help. But listen, half and half it ain't going to work. I've got to be complete. You've got to be complete. We've got to let God complete us. Happiness is not going to be found in finding the right person. Happiness is found in my knowing that God is is in control of my life and he has changed my life. So I want you to write down these five things. If you're taking notes, write these down. If you're not, write these down anyway, okay? We're gonna give you some good insight today, some things for you to take, and I want you to, to look at these. How do we change our future? Number one, stop trying to find happiness and learn how to live happy. Stop trying to find happiness. And learn how to live happy. We always think that if I can just find the right person, I will be happy. If I can just find the right job, I will be happy. If I can just find the right, uh, the right friend, I will be happy. If I can just find the right house, I will be happy. If I can just find the right car, I will be happy. And we, we put happiness with all these things. And we think happiness is associated with all these things. No, happiness is learning that, you know what, my past has been reconciled with God. My future has been solidified in God, and now I can rest secure that I'm a child of God. I can rest secure now knowing that God You complete me. God, you're the one who's working in me. In my imperfection, God, you are bringing forth perfection in you. In my worry, God, you are bringing forth rest. God, in my doubt, Lord, you're bringing forth faith. Lord, in my life, you are changing me. And I'm not going to find happiness. Listen, you're just not going to find happiness. The only way you find happiness is when you find it in a relationship with Jesus Christ, and there is your happiness there is our rock there is our foundation quit looking for everything else you may find temporary happiness come on now someone said you know money can't buy happiness and I think the person who said that was broke it sure does help for a little while doesn't it It sure, I mean, let's be honest it does help for a little while but ultimately, we know, you're right, I can't find happiness in anything else. I've got to learn to live content today. I've got to learn to live happy today. If I want to change my future, I've got to quit looking at my future to find happiness and learn to find happiness where I'm at today. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, find, find your happiness. Find your happiness today. Find how to live happy today. Number two, write this down. Stop it now. Come on. Stop focusing on closed doors and put your focus on doors ahead. Stop focusing on the closed doors and put your focus on the doors ahead. I mean, how many of us have had closed doors in our life and it hurts? Oh, I I thought I was going to get that promotion. Oh, I thought I was going to marry that person. Oh, I thought I was going to be with them forever. Oh, and all these doors, they, they close behind us. And if we're not careful, we spend all of our life turning our back, focusing on all the doors that have closed in our life. Then we start magnifying all the clothes and we never leave that doorway. We're right there. I should have had that promotion. In 1998, I was, I was my job. I should have married that person. In 99, we were dating. In 2005, I should have had this. And we go back, and we never leave there. We go back, and we're stuck at the closed doors. Listen, if you want to change your future, you got to quit focusing all your life about the closed doors. The closed doors of this failed marriage. The closed doors of this failed business. The closed doors of this failed job. The closed doors of this happening of abuse. All these doors begin to close, and we look back and see all these things. I'll never see the open door that God's got waiting for me if I quit looking, if I'm always looking at the closed door. Where should the closed door be? At my back, behind me. Closed doors are behind me. My eyes are looking forward. God, if you close these doors, then there must be a better door waiting for me in the future. God, you must have a better plan waiting for me. You must have a better job waiting for me. God, you must have a better opportunity waiting for me. God, you must have a better person waiting for me. God, you got something better. Because if I seek first the kingdom, then you're going to bring to me the open doors that I need in my life. Come on now. How many's ever been there? How many's ever been to a place? All right, pastor, I've, I've left the closed doors, but I, I can't see the open doors at all. I don't see the next door. Have you ever been there in the between? Come on, raise your hand. What, what do you do? What do you do when the closed doors are behind you and there's no open doors in front of you? What do you do? Sometimes you just got to learn to praise God in the hallway, don't you? Sometimes you just got to say, God, I don't see what's going on, but God, I know you're in control. God, I don't see where the next door is opening, but God, I know if I will seek first your kingdom, if I will just begin to trust you right now, that God, you've got the next door opening for me. You've got to begin to praise your way even in the darkness. Praise it your way even when you don't see the next door. Quit your attention. Quit magnifying the closed doors in your life. Some of you need to thank God for the closed doors. Because if those doors hadn't closed, you wouldn't have been where you are today. If those doors hadn't closed, you'd have been stuck in a place you didn't need to be. God had another plan. God had another plan for your life. Come on, give God praise for that. Amen. Stop focusing on what hurts you the most. And focus on God, who loves you the most. Stop focusing on the promotion that didn't happen and being to prepare yourself for the promotion that's going to happen. I-, I love what Joseph's attitude was. Remember Joseph's attitude? God gave him a vision. God gave him a vision about how he was going to be ruling and he was going to be uh, in leadership in the kingdom. Told his family, they put him in a pit. Sold him off into slavery. Went from there, he was bought and purchased, and Potiphar put him as an act in working in his, one of his slaves. But because he kept a good attitude and kept looking forward, he rose quickly to the top of Potiphar's house as the top servant in the house. There he was falsely accused, remember that, and put into the prison. And he kept a good attitude, kept his eyes on the next thing, and God elevated him into the top prison guard there, operated the top guard in the whole prison. I love his, cause he could have been stuck in the pit. Well, my, my brothers hadn't put me in the pit. I wouldn't be in this jail. If my brothers hadn't put me in the pit, I wouldn't be working for Potiphar. If my brothers hadn't put me in the pit, he could have looked and kept all his attention on the pit but instead he always kept his attention to what's ahead of him. All right, this is where I'm at. How can I grow in this difficult season? How can I excel? And he always excelled in every difficult season because he kept his eyes on what God had called him to be. And then one day he went from where? The prison to the palace. In one day. Listen, God can do for you in one day what a hundred years of trying on your own can't do. When God's favor is with you. When you seek first the kingdom. When you seek first the kingdom. And you refuse to be bitter. You refuse to magnify the closed doors. And you keep your eyes on what's ahead. God's got a blessing waiting for you. God's got a blessing waiting for you. God's got a blessing waiting for you. Just keep your future eyes looking ahead. Don't get stuck back in the hurt. Don't get stuck back in the disappointment. Rise above that. Come on. Change your future. Rise above that. Rise above the pit. Keep your eyes looking ahead. Because, listen, the Bible said it very clear. You will find what you're looking for. You will find what you're looking for. This is so true if you're looking for trouble you'll find trouble if you're looking for a reason to be mad you'll find a reason to be mad if you're looking for a reason to be hurt you'll find a reason to be hurt if you're looking for a reason to be upset you'll find a reason to be upset What are you looking for? What are you looking for? If you're looking for the bad, you'll find the bad. If you're looking for the good, you'll see the good. If you're looking for the promise, you'll find the promise. If you're looking for the blessing, you'll find the blessing. But too many people, all you want to do is look for the bad. Come on now, you know I'm telling the truth. Everywhere you go, you see the bad and everything. I can't do this job because of this. I can't excel here because of this. This relationship was no good because of this. This church stinks because of this. Yeah, because you're here. That's why. It's your bad attitude. Come on now. If you're looking for something to be wrong with the church, you're going to find any church. You'll find anything to be mad about. If you're looking for a reason to be mad, if you're looking, you're going to find it. That's why he said, seek and you will find. So if you want the blessings of the Lord, if you want to change your future, Begin to say, you know what? I'm going to start looking for the good. I'm going to start looking for the things to be happy about. I'm going to start looking for things to magnify. Because what I magnify, it grows. And so, if I magnify the hurt, it's going to grow. If I magnify the bad, it's going to get big. But I'm going to change it. Choose to magnify the good. Choose to magnify the good. Choose to look for the good. Ladies, you want your husband to change. Find that one, it may be a struggle, but find that one good thing he's doing. Maybe he just put both shoes on the right feet today. I don't know. Maybe he parks the car in the garage, symmetrical, and it's like even. You can walk around. He does a much better job. Whatever it is, you find something to brag on him about. You find the good that you can brag on him about, and I guarantee you, he'll rise to the occasion. He'll love the fact that you're magnifying the good thing instead of always griping about the one thing we're not doing or the ten things we're not doing. Start bragging on the one thing we're doing right. And then that'll lead to two, and that'll lead to four. Okay? We're really easy. We're really easy. You know, just just brag on the good things we're doing, and I guarantee you that'll begin to do better in our life. That's how it works. You see, what we magnify grows. If I magnify the good, good grows. If I magnify the bad, bad grows. Turn to your neighbor and say, he must be preaching to you today. I know he's not preaching to my family. Number three, write this down. Stop using a magnifying glass and start using a mirror. All right, I hope you wore your steel-toed shoes today. Stop using a magnifying glass and start using a mirror. If I have a magnifying glass today, it's easy for me to look at Corey and go, All right, Corey, I see all your problems. (laughs) you got a lot to change, dude. I see that speck in your eye. Okay, see, you notice I can't see the speck? I would never be able to see the speck in his eye unless I'm, Right up in his business. I'm open that eye wide. Yeah, yeah, come on. I'm not going to see the speck in his eye unless I get something to magnify it and get up right up close to his business. Listen, the Bible's like, get out of people's business. Back yourself up. Take care of yourself first. Take care of yourself first. Deal with your plank in your eye. How can I do that unless I got a mirror? God's like, you want to change your future? Start dealing with yourself first. I can't change my spouse. I can only change me. But if I'll change, I guarantee my spouse will begin to change as well. It just happens. i got to take care of me and let God take care of them. Are you following me today? i got to take care of me. I can't change my boss, but I can sure change my attitude. I can't change my boss, but I can sure change the way I work in my work environment. I can change the way I serve him. And if I change... They will change. Quit putting all your attention and magnifying all the wrong in everybody else. Start with looking at ourselves first. Dealing with yourself first. This is how I change my future. My future is not going to change because you change. My future is going to change because I change. Someone say, honey, he's preaching to you. I know he is. Say he got my text this morning before church. Start using the mirror. Change the person in the mirror first. Listen, hurt people hurt people. If you're hurt and you're not dealing with that hurt, all you're going to do is hurt other people. But bless people. Bless people. And the more I look in the mirror... And say, I'm a child of God. I'm blessed of God. I'm dealing with myself. I'm changing myself. I'm letting God complete me. I'm letting God change who I am. I'm becoming stronger in God. I'm becoming a strong woman of God. I'm becoming a strong man of God. God's changing my attitude. He's changing my selfish spirit. He's changing my pride. He's changing my 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 quick temper. He's changing things about me. And he's changing me. And the more I'm blessed, the more I can be a blessing to somebody else. Bless people, bless people, and you change the future. You change the future. If you're hurt, it's just going to spew on. Go back to that closed door. I can't believe my ex did this to me. I'm still there, and even though I've moved on, I'm taking that hurt out on the next person. I'm taking that attitude out of the next person. It's sabotaging my current relationship because I've never left the closed door where I was hurt. No, leave that place. Work on yourself. Let God complete you. And number four, write this down. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. One more time. Show me your friends, and I will show you your future. And all the parents said, Amen. Come on now. How many parents have ever told your kids this before? Anybody ever said that to your kids? Okay, I guess I'm the only messed up one here in the house, okay? No, we a lot of hands were raised. Why? Because we teach our kids to so say you hang out with us who you're gonna become, right? Show me your friends, I'll show you your future. It's very true. But how many of us parents do the same thing? I'm an adult. Yeah. And some of your adult friends are screwed up, man. They, they messed up. They, they are foolish. They're still acting like they're teenagers, even though there's time for them to grow up and to move on. They would never move beyond high school. They never move beyond college. They're, they're stuck there. They're stuck there. This is just not something for our kids. It's, it's for us. Show me your friends. I will show you your future. Proverbs thirteen twenty backs this right up. Look what it says. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and you're going to get in trouble. So you walk with the wise, you grow in wisdom. I hang out with fools, I'm going to get in trouble. Pretty simple, huh? Pretty powerful words. Listen, some of you are wondering, why am I stuck at the closed door? Why am I stuck there? Why am I stuck in the past and I'm not walking in the future? Could it be? Could it be that you're hanging around people still stuck in the past as well? Could it be you're still hanging around people who keep you right back there? Could it be People who are still speaking to that hurt. Could it be people who are still negative in your life? People who are still speaking negative things. They, they never let you get over that mistake. They keep bringing that mistake up. Or they talk about that that hurt in your life and they never get over it. Why? Because they're stuck. Listen, at some point, someone's got to choose to get out of that mess. Someone's got to choose to quit rolling around in the pig's pen, quit hanging out with the dogs and say, you know what? I've got to get out of this i 'm a child of god god 's got a better future for me god 's got a better future for my family god 's got something better in store i 've got to get out of this I told the story before, but it 's such an important part of our our life. My wife and I, when we were first married, we had a lot of great friends, and some of them were great people, great, great people, but man, they were some of the most negative people we were around and every time we 'd be around them, we 'd leave. That, that group of friends, we'd always just feel like wong, wong, wong. You know what I'm talking about? This always felt down, like a heaviness. Every time we were around them, like this always felt heavy being around them. And they were always negative negative about their job, negative about leadership, negative about uh, their church negative about them, always everything was always negative about them always negative always negative and we feel that heaviness and we just said you know what we we can't do this anymore we gotta we gotta change some we gotta get some new friends that's what we said we gotta get some new friends we gotta change our environment. And we didn't do anything. We didn't send them a letter. We didn't, we didn't unfriend them because we didn't have Facebook back then. But, you know, we, we didn't just say, hey, we're going to quit hanging out with you. But we just began to slowly cut that relationship back. We began to develop new friends. We are like, you know what? We want, to be, we want to grow in wisdom. And so we started hanging out with people who were wise. We started hanging out people who were succeeding in ministry. We started hanging out people who were succeeding in their marriage. We started hanging out people who were succeeding in their college. We were hanging out people who were succeeding in their workplace. And we got around those people and they began to speak life and encouragement. And we learned from them. And it was so important for our growth at that point of our life that we we excelled and, and we left some of those people behind and they were stuck for several years and eventually some of them got out of that as well. And went on to do great things, but I can tell you, we had to leave that negativity behind and say, I'm going to hang out with some wise people. Some of you here today, you need to leave that out, man. Some of you wonder why my marriage stinks, but you're hanging out with people who haven't had a successful marriage. All they talk about how they love being single when they're lying to your teeth. I had it so much better, and I just is so much better. Oh, we're having such a good time Friday night out, drinking, getting drunk with the guys. Man, we get to go out and party. I don't have no woman telling me what to do. They're telling you all this the time, but they're drinking their pain away. They're trying to drink their sorrows away. But all you hear is the good stuff, right? And they're constantly telling you this. Come on now, you need to, you're need. you young, you need to be free. And you're hanging out with people telling you stuff. Or they're always mad about everything else. Always mad about the boss. Always mad about the, the, the leadership. Always mad about this. Always mad about that. Listen, pull away from that. Because the wise people hang around the wise. Wise people hang around the wise... They connect with the wise, and they become even wiser. Those who hang around the fools, they're going to find themselves in trouble. Come on now. Some of you need to do an inventory, an inventory, and say, all right, I'm giving this person, this couple, these people way too much influence in my life. It's time for me to start scaling them back. Well, it's my mom. Okay, I know. I understand. I understand. I know we can't get rid of everybody. Still, at certain points, you got to start pulling yourself back and say, I'm going to limit the amount of influence this person has in my life. If you believe that, say amen. All right. How many want one more today before I let you go? One more point? Are Are you getting this wisdom today? Are you writing down this wisdom today? Okay. Remember this last one here. Show me your seeds, and I'll show you your harvest. Show me your seeds, and I'll show you your harvest. Galatians 6 7 tells us the same principle. God's not going to be mocked, but a man reaps what he sows, right? A man reaps what he sows. A man reaps what he's sowing. So if you want to get a different harvest, start planting different seeds. I want my marriage to change, then I got to start making seeds right now, planting seeds. Of looking for the good, planting seeds of growing in our relationship, planting seeds of strengthening our relationship, planting seeds of stop doing the negative, planting seeds of stepping up and doing my part around the house, planting seeds. If I want to change it, I start planting seeds now. I can't do the same thing and expect a different harvest. No, if I want to walk in the blessings of the Lord, I plant where he tells me to plant. I give my life. I surrender my life. I give my tithe. I give my offering. I plant. It grows. It happens. What am I doing? Am I planting? Am I planting? Am I planting? This is the problem is this, is that we wait until we're in trouble, and then we want to plant new seeds, right? When do you plant seeds? Do you plant seeds when you're out of food? And you're starving and you're hungry? No. You plant seeds now. Heading into the fall, you plant seeds now to receive a harvest in the fall. And I plant in the fall so I can receive a harvest in the spring. If I want to receive it, so wise people do this. Wise people say, you know what? I'm going to get ahead of the game. I'm going to plant the good seeds now in the good season. So when I hit a rough patch, I've got some fruit coming my way. i got a harvest coming my way because God says what I plant, I will reap. What I sow, I will reap. If you don't like the direction your life is heading, you're really going to hate the destination. You're really going to be upset at the destination. You're really going to be miserable at the destination if you don't like the direction you're heading. So begin to change your direction now. Don't wait until you get there. You know it right now. I don't like where my life's heading. I don't like the direction I'm in. Stop changing it now. Change my direction now. Change what I'm planting now. Turn to your neighbor and say, what are you planting? What seeds are you planting right now? If you want a different harvest, start planting the new seeds. I want a better marriage. I want a better relationship. I want, I want to grow in God. Start planting those seeds now. Plant the good seeds today. Plant the good seeds today. Listen, you have the ability to change your life. I don't. I can't change your life. I can give you instructions. I can give you wisdom as the magicians are coming this morning. Uh, I can give you instructions. I can give you wisdom. I can give you what the word of the Lord says, but only you can change your life. Only you can say, you know what, I'm tired of operating this way. I want to change. I want to change my future. I want to change my future. God's already got a plan for me. I just got to follow it. And if I do these things, it starts with seeking first the kingdom of God. Seek first. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Today, I, I want you just to bow your heads. As you bow your heads, some of you here, maybe you here say, Pastor, I, my future is it's not bright because I've never even accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And today, I need to do that. Today, I need to make sure Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. We won't do anything to single you out. We won't do anything to embarrass you. We want to ask you that question today. If that's you, man, you say, I'm ready to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. Whether this is your first time here, or whether you've been coming for a long time, it doesn't make a difference. You say, I'm ready to make Jesus Christ my Lord and Savior. Can you just raise your hand where I can see it? Thank you, thank you. Anybody else? Thank you. Today's your day. You say, I'm ready to accept Jesus Christ. Thanks, guys. Today's my day. Thank you, thank you. Today's your day. We're going to pray this prayer together. We had several who raised their hands, and so I'm going to ask you just to repeat after me. As Christians sitting around you, we're gonna say it out loud with you to help you along. Say, Dear Jesus, forgive me my sins. I surrender all of my life to you. I believe you are the Messiah, God's only Son. From this day forward, I will follow after you. All the days of my life, I will follow after you. Change me from the inside out. Today is my day. Today's my day. I accept your love. I accept your faith. I accept your grace. In Jesus' name, we say amen. Come on, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, we say welcome to the family of God. Many people did today. Changing your future right there. That that prayer, begins to change your future. Now, I invite you to stand on your feet as you stand today. How many say, Pastor? At least one of these points really slapped me in the face today. Anybody here? That's okay. Yeah. Hey, come on now. I tell you, what, this was one of the hardest messages because I had about 20 points. I kept trying to make the top five. I changed my list like three times this week, okay? I really prayed about it, believed that if we'll just say, you know what? Quit making excuses. Let's just step up and do something. Let's change our future. Let's change our future. You have the power. You don't like the direction you're going? Let's change it. You want a stronger family? Start planting seeds now. You want a stronger marriage? Start planting it now. Quit looking for happiness and learn to be happy. We're looking to be someone to complete you and let God complete you right now. Right now. Today's your day. I'm going to ask as we get ready to sing this song. If you're here today, say, Pastor, I'm ready to step into the future God's got for me. I'm going to invite you to step to the front. We got plenty of time here this morning. I'm letting you out a little bit early, so let's step to the front this morning as we close this song. And as we come to the altar, come on, let's come to the altar and say, God, you're changing my future. Let's come to the altar and say, God, you're changing my future. God, I'm giving it to you. God, I'm I'm tired of being the person I am. I'm ready for you to change me from the inside out. Step in from the back, make room for those coming in as we sing this. Let's go forward. This is what I'm asking you to do. I want you to take one thing, okay? I gave you five things today. I'm asking you just to pray about one thing. God, what is that one thing this week that I can say, all right, that's my thing. I'm gonna start working on that this week. Don't try to do all five things at one time. Just take one thing, okay? One thing. What what stood out to you the most today? Take that and begin to put it in your heart and say, God, help me, help me get to change that this week. Help me change that this week. I want to pray for you. Can I get you just to lift your hands one more time as I pray for you as we close out today? Father, I thank you But for people who want to change. God, we don't want to stay the same, but God, we want to change. So I pray today that God, you would help us to, to change. Change, God. Changing our future. Trusting you more, God. Planting good seeds, God. Learn to be content today. learning to let you complete us, God. Stop looking for happiness in all the wrong places. And God, help us to see that, God, we can learn to live happy right now knowing that our future is secure and our past has been redeemed father i thank you today god you are changing our future god you are changing our future we don't want to be the same but god let us leave here changed in jesus name we're going to apply the word of the lord to our heart help us to seek first your kingdom and let the other things fall into place in our future as they need to we say together amen come on put your hands together one more time amen God bless you today. Thank you so much. Turn around and give someone a big high five and say, God is good.